Do you want to widen your horizons to travel? Are you an adaptable learner and would like your resume to stand out? Sounds like learning a new language is just for you. And remember, there are many ways to learn a new language besides downloading an app. In this episode, I will sit down with Douglas Blair, an administrative assistant at the Heritage Foundation, to talk about the importance of learning a new language and how it has helped him in finding new career avenues. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. On the horizon, do you see it? That's the digital future coming towards us. Whether you fear it or embrace it, there's no escaping it. But LI can help you prepare to take hold of it and make it your own. Whether it's creation, analytics, communication, or strategy, the Leadership Institute can equip you for the road ahead. Go to leadershipinstitute.org forward slash training and click digital. Again, that's leadershipinstitute.org forward slash training and click digital. The only difference between being left behind and leading the way is being ready. Hey guys, welcome to the Lead Your Future podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes and this podcast, please click the subscribe button and feel free to leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Leadership Institute and on Twitter at Leadership INST. Do you have a topic that you're just dying to hear me talk about? Feel free to shoot me an email at troberts at leadershipinstitute.org and I'd be happy to make that happen. Now on to today's episode. The importance of learning a new language. One of the most practical things you can do in your free time is to invest in self-education. Getting out of your comfort zone and learning something new is a great opportunity to expand your knowledge and your resume. The most valuable use of your time to pave your path forward to new avenues is to learn a new language, which is often overlooked. Learning a second language can help your career, open up study abroad opportunities, gain insight into other cultures, and improve your memory and brain function, and can even help increase your understanding of languages you already speak. Additionally, those with more than one language have a unique opportunity to communicate with a wider range of people in their personal and professional lives. You will help form and shape communities. You will be graced with so many unique experiences from the kindness of strangers you meet, and you will build lifelong friendships. Just these few reasons alone, you will witness the rewards of learning a new language for many years to come. Learning a second language opens up many opportunities to become part of a new culture, which will enrich your understanding of the world. We live in a very diverse and multilingual world, where connecting with people in the global job market is increasingly important. Communicating with individuals in verbal language is the most effective form of communication. Maybe you get a job where you are constantly talking to foreign investors, and the only way you can communicate is through some form of translation. Your conversations are twice as long and does not easily allow for any understanding and wastes valuable time and energy of both parties. Learning an additional language may help solve the communication barrier that both individuals face. The first point I'm going to hit on today is improvement of memory. A second language can drastically change your career in a positive way. Like I mentioned before, our global career market is profoundly interconnected, and more and more jobs are advertising positions where having a language in your back pocket is almost essential. As more companies, organizations, and schools create relationships with other countries and partners who speak a different language, employees are more often asked to travel for work, enhance relationships with members of foreign countries, and are sometimes asked to relocate abroad. 
Integrating a language in the workplace or school can bridge the gaps and make for a more positive outcome of productivity and connectivity. Not to mention, an additional language improves your memory through learning a new skill to push your brain to learn a new set of grammar and vocabulary. Next up, we have multitasking. When learning a new language, your brain is constantly trying to revert back to your native language in order to understand and translate the new language to point to where you can more easily understand what is being said. This process of constant translation allows you to also strengthen your multitasking skills. While listening and reading in a new language, instantly your brain will start to translate so you can understand the language with all the new vocabulary you have learned. If there is some word or phrase your brain cannot connect word for word translate, it will use context to help you infer what you are hearing or reading, which also helps you with time management skills rather than waiting and getting stuck on one word, wasting time. Next up, a second language can also help you advance your career. Earlier, I mentioned that having a second language in your toolbox can help advance your career, and it's true. Did you know that in the last five years, the demand for bilingual workers in the United States has doubled? Unfortunately, the number of job seekers who are fluent in more than one language is not keeping up with the demand and need for bilingual workers. This is an even stronger calling for you to fill that void and become a part of a highly sought-after group of candidates. Employers are looking for a candidate that can communicate seamlessly with those involved with business dealings and the organization. Next up, before I get into study abroad, I want to mention immersing yourself with the language, but without going anywhere. While it's easy for me to say on a podcast about learning a second language to just go abroad and learn, that is much easier said than done. With travel restrictions, flight costs, and the length of time it takes you away from the office, that isn't always the ideal way to learn. Instead, immerse yourself in the language every day. You can do these things like watching Netflix and turning on subtitles in another language, or vice versa. You can even change your phone's language in the settings. You can also label everything that you own in post-it notes. While that seems tedious, that can be really helpful for you to understand daily objects that you see throughout the day, rather than going through a course that tells you what the names of certain objects are that you probably won't really see very often. Another idea is you can watch or read the news in a different language. You can even get a pen pal in another country. There are so many websites online that connect you with people across the world who also want to learn a language. They may want to learn English, and you can learn their language as well. And I also highly recommend joining Facebook groups. You can also even listen to music in a different language, read the lyrics along while they're singing. These are so many different ways you can learn a language without going anywhere, and I highly recommend them. And now let me talk about study abroad. Traveling is a great avenue to jump into new language and fully immerse yourself. If you're still in high school or college and you're listening to this episode, explore the opportunities your school has for study abroad opportunities now to get ahead in the language world. In the 2018-19 academic year, 1.77% of all students studied abroad. Take the opportunities that are available because knowing and learning a language when traveling makes daily activities easier such as asking for directions, having a fluid dining experience, or even shopping. The list goes on. Once you're in a foreign country using a language, you learn more about day-to-day -day slang and daily conversation rather than learning from a textbook or an app when very specific vocabulary and topics are learned. This allows you to expand your language skill and build off of your foundation.
All in all, an additional language can bring you to places in life that you may never have thought could have been possible. Start learning a new language now to further your success in your academics, your professional career development, and to further enrich your cultural knowledge when traveling. Now that we have learned some advantages of learning a new language, it's time to hear from Douglas Blair, who has first-hand knowledge and real-world experiences through utilizing the multiple languages in his toolbox. We'll be right back after this break. Do you want to fight liberal bias on your campus? Have you or your friends witnessed it at school? If so, Campus Reform wants to hear from you. Campus Reform is dedicated to fighting liberal bias on college campuses. You can help Campus Reform in their mission by sending incidents of liberal bias their way. To do this, all you have to do is go to campusreform.org tip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lead Your Future podcast. I am now here with Douglas Blair. He is an administrative assistant at the Heritage Foundation, but he also has a lot of experience abroad in France. But thank you, Doug, so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. Um, now, could you just give us a little bit of background, first of all, for what you do at the Heritage Foundation and how you got there? Yeah, so at the Heritage Foundation, my official title is an administrative assistant, but I actually wear a lot of different hats. So... Uh, recently, I've been doing a lot of writing for our news branch, which is called The Daily Signal. Um, I tend to write about uh, education topics or foreign affairs, so that's been really nice. I've been also able to do a lot of podcasting work. Um, I appeared on three episodes of a special um, part of our podcast series called Heritage Explains, where I explored some of the problems that our modern education system has and some of the uh, kind of insidious traps that the political left has set in our education system. But uh, um, I, I also am sort of just as assisting everybody in the department with some of their needs. And the way I got to Heritage was I was very lucky to get to do the Young Leaders Program which is a uh, internship program that the Heritage Foundation offers uh, young aspiring conservatives who want to get involved with the movement. It's one of the best internships in D.C. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. how I got there. I've heard a lot of great things about that internship program. Have so. you? <laughs> <laughs> I've interned there myself, but um, you know, I've heard that wonderful internship program. I love Heritage. I love all the people that work there. But I know before Heritage, you also had more of a unique experience. You went abroad and you taught, taught English to um, some students there in France. So could you explain your experience, how you got to do that in the first place and how that was for you? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that um, I decided pretty early on was that I had a, a really strong passion for language. Uh, so when I was younger, I initially started with Spanish because um, when you look at sort of the makeup of the United States and how uh, if you're going to learn a second language, you should pick one, it would be Spanish. Uh, I, I like Spanish a lot. I think Spanish is a really interesting language, but then I started to find myself falling in love with French. Uh, I majored in French in college and then was offered an opportunity after I finished uh, with my education to go abroad and teach English for about eight months to a year. So I did that. I went there. I was in a place called Lille, uh, which is this nice big town in the north of France. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's like just what you imagine. It's like a fairy tale. Uh, so I did that. Loved the experience. Went back and did it a second time in the south. Um, but what it really gave me was this skill set that I feel like is really unique. So one of the things that I have really been grateful for this experience that I had is when I put it on a resume, 
it immediately jumps out to people as, wow, that's a really unique experience. And I'm not saying that, you know, you have to travel abroad to get that really unique experience, but language can be used as a really good portal or gateway to get you those interesting experiences and to get you that skill set that maybe not everybody has. And it'll show a potential employer this person has a really unique skill set. That's a great point. I mean, even with COVID, obviously abroad programs are very limited or they're not happening anymore. But right. like you said, you can learn those things in your own backyard. You can, exactly. you know, there's a lot of students that, you know, they might be, and, and English might be their second language and they might be here in the United States and teach. you can teach them here as well. Now, when you were, obviously you were in France, so not only did you have to learn French, I'm sure yes. you had to learn other languages as well. Yeah, um, for the most part, when I was abroad in France, I used my French a lot. And, and one of the coolest things about it, too, was to see the progress. When I first went to France, uh, it was not good. My French was was really, really awful. They probably knew you were an American. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's so funny about the French is they can just kind of in a second, like they just know who you are. It's like, mm, yeah, this guy ain't from here. I can tell he's American. Uh, but you start to pick up on it and you start to learn these these kind of little idiosyncrasies that come with the territory. And I mean, to, to relate this back to, to leading your future, one of the things that's so unique about a language is that it gives you that insight into another person's uh, experience. So I'll give you an example of, of my work. I work in the, the comms department at the Heritage Foundation, and one of my philosophies is if you can have the best uh, material, you can have the best policy, you can have the best information, but if you can't package it and sell it correctly in a, in a way that people want to consume, it does not matter. So learning a language, both in the sense of it's actually useful to be speaking to multiple audiences. There are some audiences, like you said, that don't speak English. You can also basically learn these skills that, okay, well, not everybody's going to speak the same way. Not everybody's going to receive information the same way. So what you're doing is as you learn this language, you're learning new ways to transmit that information to create a better product that people will consume. So you went abroad and you, you taught abroad, but what about your experiences now? Because... Obviously, you're not. I'm sure you're not using French every day of the week, and uh, let alone ever, because not many people here speak French unless you're in a certain community. But how? And you even majored. You majored in French. Yes. Was there a reason why you did that, and were you kind of gearing yourself to a different path than you are on now? Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're definitely hitting on an important topic. Is that French, as as a rule in America, is not nearly as useful as maybe say another language like Spanish. Um, the reason I learned French initially was I was not going to go into the political field. I was actually in education for four years. So uh, after my experience teaching abroad in France, I came back to the United States and worked in education for another couple of years before deciding that that path wasn't for me and uh, moving into politics. Um, I still think firmly, though, that one of the reasons why learning a language, and, and to be fair, any skill in particular, uh, is so important is it is transferable. It might not be immediately apparent why that skill is transferable, but you can always find a way to take a skill from one subsect uh, of, of, a, of a career and move it into another subsection of a career. So like I mentioned before, language does bring with it some pretty strong communication skills. Okay, so we're not a teacher anymore, but we're moving into the communications field. How do we take that language and move it into... Uh, that that new career. And I think that one of the things that you, you learn as you start to pick up on these skills or to follow your passions is that you can apply them pretty broadly to other subjects. So again, education doesn't necessarily apply to communications, 
until it does, when you can start to say, well, what's the point of communication? It's to teach people. It's to tell people what you're trying to tell them. And you want to get it in a way that they're going to retain the information and they're going to use it. So it's kind of like teaching. And not only did you learn a language, but you also learned about a culture. I mean, let alone if you went to France or not, you could have learned French and stayed here in the United States and never went over, went abroad. But you're still learning about that culture. And I'm sure that culture kind of it makes you more worldly and makes you more prepared for your career and makes you it changes you as a person, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel very different post France. Um, I have a very strange penchant for baguettes now. I'm just <laughs> very into French cheese. I don't and blame you. That sounds amazing. It's, oh, God, it is. It is delicious. Um, I'm just thinking about that cheese. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, you're, you're definitely hitting something important that, you know, it makes you more worldly. It gives you a greater perspective on what's out there because, you know, it's very easy to become insular and to assume that everybody thinks like you do. But that's not the case. It's very important to recognize that people have different viewpoints. People have different cultures. People are coming from different places. And if you want to be successful in both a career in terms of, being successful with other people, no man is an island, you need to understand that perspective that other people are going to be coming from a different zone than you are. And you've, if you can learn a language, you can get that perspective in that one way. If you can learn a different culture, you can get that perspective in a different way. But it's very important to recognize that you are not an island and that you have to work with other people and that that perspective is very important. Exactly. And especially working in communications. Like exactly. you said, it's communication is such a broad field that applying that knowledge and that language knowledge to that, that field, it can benefit you in the long term. Now, would you, would you recommend somebody, you know, maybe fresh out of college or somebody even a little bit more into their career? Would you recommend they learn a language and why? Because if you were to tell me right now that I should learn a second language, I don't know if I would listen to you because yeah. it's a lot of work and it requires, I mean, it seems like you're passionate about teaching and you're passionate about uh, when you learn the language, you were passionate about it. But I, I, for me, I just don't have that. I definitely was not passionate about Spanish back in high school. That <laughs> yeah. is for sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that. A lot of people will say, oh man, it's so hard. It takes so much time. It takes so much effort. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a, a thing you can just kind of pick up in a day, but uh, like I was saying, it's not, it's not like it's a useless skill. It's definitely something that you can use to advance your career. So, I mean, that doesn't mean you need to go out and just grab a bajillion textbooks and just start, you know, like, all right, I need to spend like seven hours a day just reading in Spanish and learning in Spanish. You can add it to your routine. So one of the best ways that you can learn a new language is through immersion. Immersion is basically not traveling to France. It's, you know, listening to French music, listening to French news, reading a book in French. And, and those are things that you can sometimes just add to your daily routine. Like, for example, you're on the metro, you're going to work, you've got maybe 45 minutes. Put on some French news, put on a French song. You know, you, you basically immerse yourself. You start to hear the flow. You start to hear the grammar. You start to hear these different pieces. You read a book. You start to read how the words are spelled. You start to see that structure. Oh, I saw that structure before. So you start to basically pick up on these patterns. And that's really what language is. When you're a baby, that's all it is. You are immersed in the language. Your mom, your dad, everybody's talking to you in that language. So you're basically just a sponge. Human beings are programmed to do this. They're programmed to learn language. It's easier when you're a kid for sure, but it's not impossible. And it's 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 can be really, really rewarding. I'm so glad you mentioned immersion because you could easily sit there and just tell everybody to open up their phones and download an app and learn the language. I'm not saying that's the wrong way, but it's yeah. definitely not for everyone. I've I think I've learned I tried learning Greek at one point. I can tell you that Duolingo, I mean, they're great apps, but at the same time, if you're not like immersing yourself in that language and understanding how it's used in real time, just listening to some yeah. automated voice telling you how to use the language, right. 
you're not going to learn as much. Exactly. And that's why I tend to caution against like your Duolingos and your stuff like that. They're good. They're, they're helpful if you're actually trying to dive deep into the language. But you really hit on the most important aspect of a language is make it personal. So for me, I, uh, I started with Spanish, like I said, but I started to fall in love with French. I'd always had a, a, a very strong um, connection with like European and, and French specifically culture and, you know, history and all that stuff. But it, it meant more to me that I was learning a language that I enjoyed. My girlfriend, for example, she's half Indian on her father's side, India from or Indian from India. So she's trying to learn some Hindi. It's personal. It makes sense because there's a reason for her to learn that language. If she had picked, for example, oh, you know, I got to learn Chinese. All the, you know, the, the, the Chinese are becoming a, a larger geopolitical threat or we need to, politically speaking, we need to be involved with China. Fine. But if you're not interested in Chinese culture or Chinese history or you have the only thing you're interested in Chinese is because of its uh, practical applications, you're not going to be as motivated to learn the language. Try to find something that like connects you to that culture, to that language, whether it's a family member, whether it's a lover, whether it's, you know, somebody that you, you are close to find a connection to that language and you're going to be a million times more likely to, to keep up with it and try to learn it. I'm so glad you mentioned uh, like the geopolitics, learning a language for that reason, because not not everybody needs to learn a language just because it's, you know, it's fun to learn. It's something that you want to go overseas and, and go to the countries where that language is. But learning it because of geopolitics, yeah. that's completely different. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying like don't learn a language because it's not <laughs> it's, it's geopolitically uh, important. That's a great reason to learn a language. It's true. Like if you want to learn Russian, you want to learn Chinese, you want to learn Farsi. Like these are really great languages to learn because the United States has uh, a relationship with those countries that requires people to speak those languages. What I am saying, though, is that if you are interested in basically for a pure skill perspective to get that worldview, to get that cultural lens, it makes more sense and it is easier to keep up with the language if you have a personal connection to it. So for all, by, by all means, if you feel a very strong connection to China or you say that, you know, I, I am going to work in China, uh, yeah, learn Chinese. But I, I would always caution against just saying, I'm going to pick this up and then abandon it three months later. Do you have any advice for somebody who wants to learn a language and they want to expand their knowledge? Do you have any advice? I mean, you were you you learned in college, which I I guess can be kind of a bit easier because yeah. that is your major. You're kind of stuck. But right. do you have any <laughs> advice for somebody who maybe it's not their major and it's something they want to learn? Yeah. Um, like, again, I was saying, just add it to your routine. So uh, like I was saying, don't don't spend seven hours a day studying, you know, textbooks for for Spanish. You're going to get burnt out. But if you add it as a part of your routine to something you kind of already enjoy, it becomes something that you're more and more willing to do and it becomes something that you're more and more willing to indulge in. So like I said, you're on the Metro 45 minutes a day, listen to your music, read your news, you know, get something that's, you know, you can add it simply to your daily routine and it becomes part of what you do each day. And therefore, it's really not learning anymore. It's really just part of the routine. Um, another way that I would recommend it, I mean, slightly biased here, but once things open up again, when it's safe, please try and go abroad. Like it's, it is one of the things that opens up your mind so much. And it's, it's in addition to just being really fun. Um, it, it's a really important experience. Like I understand that it can be really scary to go outside of your comfort zone, but if you go out and you experience the world, you will become so much richer for the experience. So yeah, immersion is the big one. Try to keep it in the sense that you're going to just add it to your daily routine so it doesn't become a chore. And then if you can, leave, go abroad, experience the culture firsthand because then it connects and really 
you know, makes you a better person. Exactly. Now, we, I only have a few minutes left here today, but do you have any advice for somebody who, um, you know, they want to learn more about the Heritage Foundation? Do you have any routes you would like them to take? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, you can find us online at heritage.org. Um, I would highly recommend reading some of our policy proposals. So we have uh, suggestions for basically every sector of public life. Um, obviously, the coronavirus has been something that's been dominating the news cycle for uh, quite a while now. We had a National Coronavirus Recovery Commission that you can also look up. Um, has a lot of suggestions on reopening the economy and reopening our schools and getting people back into to work. Um, if you are a young conservative, which I think is probably the audience for leading your future, um, please check out the Young Leaders Program. It is one of the best internships in Washington, D.C. You get to actually work. You get to learn from some of the best minds in Washington. Um, so I would highly recommend you do that. And then finally, if you're really interested in the news, check out the Daily Signal. It's our news arm. Uh, we do some really good reporting on the most important topics of the day. We have some really great op-ed material. Um, just check out our work, and I, I think you'll be really impressed. And also, you guys have um, the Job Bank. This That's actually how I got my job here at Leadership Institute was through the Job Bank. But can you explain a little bit what that is as Sure. Well? So the Job Bank is a project from the Heritage Foundation where we basically try to connect some of the best and brightest minds in conservatism to jobs. It can be really difficult, especially in Washington, D.C., to find work. It's It's very... Um, it's everybody knows somebody and that's right. that's how they get the job. It's, it's ev everybody. Yeah. It, it's it's a very connected town. Yes. So if you don't have that connection, it can be very difficult to, to, to bust in. Um, what the job bank, though, tries to do is make those connections for you. So basically, Heritage has a collection of some of the more um, lower key jobs that are that are open in the conservative movement. And it's not just here. It's also in other places in, in the country. But it's, it's there's a lot of jobs in Washington. And you can look it up. You can basically say, like, oh, you know, I found this on the job bank. I'm going to apply for this job. You say you got the, the listing from the job bank. And then Heritage or the, the job knows that Heritage was the one that, you know, sent you. So this person is probably like a good a good candidate. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Doug, so much for being on my podcast. Of course. Um, I always enjoy talking with you. Um, you're a great friend and a great yeah, coworker. Yeah. But uh, definitely we'll have to have you on a future episode uh, for sure. Would love to. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Lead Your Future podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share, or leave a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Leadership Institute's mission to increase the number and effectiveness of conservative activists and leaders in the public policy process. That's why I bring you on-camera TV trainings, public speaking workshops, debate workshops, speech writing workshops, and so many more. If you're interested in taking one of these trainings, feel free to check out our website at leadershipinstitute.org forward slash training.